Hey, what's up, guys? It's your girl, Leah, with Between the Sheets, and we are back for episode number three, and we're going to be talking about all things money today. I think it's a really important segment, especially as we go into a little bit more of these interviews that are coming up with these businesses to figure out where do we sit with our money mindset? What were some of the things that we may have been told that are now trickling into either our business or even our personal life? And how can we break some of those paradigm thoughts or generational thoughts and thinking? So we're going to deep dive right in. I'd love to get started with you guys. Here we go. Let's get it. All right, guys, so let's deep dive and jump right in. First and foremost, I'm super excited to be back. I hope you guys are watching, and I'm hoping that you guys are getting something out of these podcasts. That is my hope. That is my desire because we get real deal, holy filled. We deep dive into business, life, relationships, health, and this first segment is on business, and my desire is to make sure that I give all of my listeners something to take away every single time, a gem, um, you know, that was dropped, just something that you can take with you and actually just apply to real life right away. So we're going to jump right in. I have a ton of stuff to go over with you here, first and foremost. So um, we left off on fear and insecurities and how those things can trickle into our life and into our business. And these mindsets, the reason why I'm really kind of starting with these mindsets is because if you don't work, your business doesn't work. So you have to start here and figure out all of these things that are deep rooted or deep set in us that we may or may not recognize before we can really start to be successful outwardly. Basically, in, in everything else that's external, we really need to investigate the internal so that we can be successful in all key areas of our life. Does this mean we're going to be perfect? No, absolutely not. Does this mean that we're going to progress and get better and have the tools to help us along the way? That is definitely my hope. So we're going to jump right in. And uh, again, I have a lot to go over with you here. We have just gotten off um, a probably about a month ago, uh, and, and it took us both uh, myself and Whitney a while to deep dive into the business. Every single January, what happens? You know that taxes are right around the corner and you better be prepared, especially if you're running a business. You want to make sure that all of your T's are crossed and all of your I's are dotted. And so we do our own bookkeeping. And I decided that, you know, I can pay my accountant to do it and she'll take care of all of it. But what I have found is that doing this piece inside of the business really gives me an overall look at what is working, what's not working, maybe possibly where I'm spending, um, what I'm spending too much on, what I maybe need to kick back on. Uh, it also helps me to set up my goals for the following year, for that same year, and really say, okay, this is what we made. This was the overall, what you know the business did. This is what we're shooting for this year. So it is so important, you guys, to understand your numbers in your business. And we are going to talk about that here in just a bit. So uh, 
all of these segments are, are turning into a part one and a part two because I am trying to respect your time in going like really no more than about 45 minutes or so, but there's just so much knowledge and wisdom that I would love to pass on to you so that you can hopefully be successful in everything that you're doing as well and just kind of apply some of these principles. So let's kind of uh, take a look here. We're going to go around the world. And uh, I think that when we think of money in general, the very first thing that you need to start to be aware of is when we start to talk money, are you comfortable? Does it make you uncomfortable? What do you think of right away? I really want you to start to observe those thoughts without any judgment, as I always say, and just let them kind of come to surface. Are you the type of person that says, hey, you know, what? money's not the most important thing and, uh, you know, I'm comfortable living life where I am. Great. Are you the type of person that says, hey, I love money and I want to, you know, make more of it and um, be successful in that area? Great. Are you the type of person that says, you know, I really don't even know how to handle money. I have never really been taught or um, given the knowledge or wisdom to be able to apply it to my financial, you know, system, my, my, my life. Any of these answers, there's no wrong or right answer. It's simply just observing your thoughts, observing what you're saying about money, observing how you feel if you see other people making money, observing what your predominant thoughts are telling you when you look at somebody that is possibly rich or um, doing really well. Do you feel happy for them? Do you feel like, oh, you know, um, money's the root of all evil and so they're evil people and uh, do you say things like, you know, you can't take that with you and so you might as well just, you know, get rid of it. Hey, money doesn't grow on trees. Start to really observe your thoughts with no judgment because it's going to tell you a lot about your money paradigm thoughts that were either given to you, placed in you, um, maybe it came from, you know, audible, what you've heard being said by your parents or by your siblings or by um, friends and family along the way in life. Biblical, biblical living in money and, and um, how we need to implement money, there is so much information in the word. There's so much information in the word that you can find uh, that really will give you some amazing, amazing knowledge. Um, Proverbs, for instance, is packed, jam-packed with information on how you should try to live um, more successfully, how you should try to... Um, save, tithe, give. I mean, everything that you can think of is in the word. If people only understood that um, there's so much knowledge and wisdom inside of the word that you could go to it literally and just kind of figure out what it is that, um, you know, if, if there's something specific that you're, you're, you're wondering about from sex to love to marriage to money, whatever the case may be, it's all there. Like it literally is. And Proverbs is a great place to start to begin to understand the way that God wanted us to um, use money, handle money. Um, I think that one thing I just want to point out right away is that um, there's this misconcept of people saying that, you know, the money is the root of all evil. 
And the actual scripture says that the love of money is the root of all evil. The love of money. And really that's because what's happening is is that anything that we put above God, we become a slave to. Anything that we, um, you know, create as an idol is what God is saying, hey, that's not good for you. I should come first in your life. And, and while I'm on this segment, I, I really want you guys to understand that there's not one person, there's not nobody that can tell you that you're going to hell because you're rich, because you have things, because you're doing things. Let those small-minded people go. Get them as far away from you as possible, to be honest, because that is going to show you their money mindset. And most likely, you're going to see those fruits play out in their life. God never said that money was an evil thing. He said that the love of money was an evil thing. And people will not know what you do behind closed doors with your money. And that may be giving and tithing. And so they may look at the overall picture and be envious of what it is that you have, but they have no idea and no clue what you do with it and why you may be so blessed. Remember that God gave Abraham blessing upon blessing upon blessing because he knew his heart. And he wanted to bless Abraham because he knew that Abraham was going to bless others. So that's my little soapbox for right now. You can read all about Abraham and how much he was given and how much God loved him. Same thing with David and Solomon as well. These were rich individuals, very rich individuals. And God entrusted them with their money because he knew their heart. Now, if God knows your heart and knows that, hey, you may not be the best, you know, with money and, and you may blow it, spend it, gamble it away, um, you know, maybe you spend it on hookers or drugs or alcohol or, or, you know, maybe you'll never tithe. God knows that. And that may play out in your life. You know, the, the fruits to me are always evident. They're always evident in many different forms and fashions. So, in order for money to work for us, we have to understand our thoughts behind them. And that's why I kind of say, you know, if you are somebody that needs to deep dive into the word, deep dive into the word. If you're somebody that needs to deep dive um, into Dave Ramsey, then go do it. If you're somebody that needs to read Rich Dad, Poor Dad and understand that mindset, go do it. There's so much information out there, all of which God placed here on this earth for us because all things, you know, you, you have to sift through information. You have to be able to sift through information and know, hey, this is for me or this is not for me, and that's okay. Never judge what somebody else has taken on and, and um, said, hey, I'm going to sift through this myself. If they have the ability to sift through information and feel good about it, who are you to say anything about that? So we, we need to know how money is working for us or not. We need to know what our pre-thoughts of them are, what are some things that possibly were ingrained into us. And some of us can point those things out right away, and they can say, hey, you know what, my family was never good with money, and um, that kind of trickled down, and or, you know... It, money just wasn't an important thing. And so we never really learned about it or financially my, my parents or grandparents or they were very smart with it. And that did trickle down as well into my family. Um, some of us have money 
mindsets, negative money mindsets that we may not even be aware of. And if you're good with money and, and you know, you know where you stand with money, you'll very easily be able to hear people speak about money or, you know, things and understand that their money mindset is off in their own way. Um, pay attention to those things. Pay attention to what people say about money, how they speak about it. Really pay attention to those things. Uh, they're important, and I think that as well, if, if you're going to have people around you, you want to have people, you know, again, that are around you that are like-minded, for sure. Um, some of us don't even realize that we have some of these limiting thoughts. Why do I say that they're limiting? They're limiting because um, they're going to stop progression in your life. If you think money is bad, guess what? Money's bad in your life. If you think that you're going to lose it, guess what? You're most likely going to use it. If you think that it's all around you and it comes easily to you, guess what? It does. Money is just a piece of paper, you guys. We put the value, we put the energy behind it. That's it. Your energy is different than my energy, I can guarantee you. Good, bad, maybe maybe your energy is better than my energy. We each have a place in what we decide that we're going to put into this, good or bad. You guys are going to hear me say this over and over again, that our thoughts don't discriminate. 86% Americans, and I actually think that this figure is higher now, live paycheck to paycheck. 86 of Americans live paycheck to paycheck, whether that's because they have bad money spending habits or um, they want it now, which I guess is still a bad money, you know, habit. Um, Many, many different reasons. And I'm not here to judge any of those reasons. I'm here to help somebody out and hopefully shift their mindset on how they can actually hold on to money and tell money what to do for them as opposed to getting a paycheck. And it's going to tell you where it's going to go because that's what happens. We live paycheck to paycheck. We're waiting for that next check to come in and, and we're out there with credit cards and, and, you know, trying to keep up with the Joneses and, no business whatsoever trying to keep up with the Joneses because the Joneses might be broken. And here you are trying to live this life. Why do you have a Mercedes and you live in an apartment? Ask yourself those questions. Like, first and foremost, I can tell you right now that most millionaires, you won't even know that they're millionaires. They don't dress the part. They don't have crazy fancy cars because they know that their money is going to depreciate inside of that. And they very, actually, they, they live very meek and humble. You most likely will not even know a millionaire if you saw them. Guarantee that. The ones that are tend to be more flashier, it's really that they have something to prove. I need to prove to you that this is where I stand in my life. I need to prove to you and show you that, that this is where this is. And again, I'm not putting neither, you know, everybody knows that I have a big house. But you know what? God gave me this house. God made things possible and available. I didn't plan for this house to be this big, but God took care of me. And I can only attest that to the way that I take care of the money that he gives me, where I give, what I do with it. That's between me and him. But he's got me. He's got me. We've got to figure out why do we feel like we need to have things now? Why do we feel like we 
need to showboat? Why do we feel like we, you guys, these are all things again that I'm not judging because I can tell you that back in the day, me and my husband probably had 15 to 20 different credit cards and we were living paycheck to paycheck. And when we wanted it, we'd go get it. And then when the paycheck came, it was gone. We had what we wanted, but we were broke. We didn't have a nest egg. We didn't have savings. We didn't have any money in case an emergency came around. You know, if we wanted to take a trip, guess what? That was all going on a credit card as well. I never thought that I could be a person that could have a savings. I never thought that I could be a person that was going to be thinking about my future and, and putting money away and, and specifically for my kids and creating a, a legacy for them. I never thought that we were going to be those people because my money habits were bad. And there was a certain part of my life when I felt like I needed to showboat, when I needed the the coach or the Louise or, you know, the whatever. And, and again, you guys, some people like Louis Vuittons because they like Louis Vuittons. Great. That's where they, you know, want to spend their money and they feel good about it and they're still taking care of business. Okay, great. There's no problem with it as long as you are diversifying your money where it really counts. You know, uh, Dave Ramsey is one to say that, you know, he, he does like nice cars, but he pays cash for those cars. He has the cash for those cars. So if he wants to buy it, why not? There's no right or wrong again. I really want you guys to hear that, that this is not about right or wrong. This is about just understanding where we sit with all of these things. I know so many people in my own personal life, friends, family that still live paycheck to paycheck, that uh, are not good with money, that um, really could use some help in that area. But, you know, when it comes down to money and, and people are very, very private about it, which I get, people are very prideful about it as well in seeking out help and saying, I need help. There's a lot when you go to help somebody out that you can look at their whole situation and that can be embarrassing for them. It can be something that they're not proud of. And so it becomes an issue of, I don't want to seek the help because I'm, I'm actually embarrassed by it. Let's keep going here because uh, I'm going to kind of jump off into these tangents and I want to make sure that I get a good gist of information to you guys today um, and, and really start giving you guys some homework again to do um, to help you change your financial future, like really help you change your financial future. You know that most women will not retire or feel that they can't retire, the majority of women, there's there's actually statistics behind this, you guys, and it's really sad that um, women don't feel like they can ever retire or that they're going to have enough to be comfortable when they get older. It's a huge percentage. It's a huge percentage. We need to start changing that. We need to start changing the game and taking our money back and putting it in areas that it's only going to benefit ourselves and our families. 
as you know, we're coming to, um, the, well, we're, we're actually in the business segment. We're in the business segment, but again, people price themselves wrong. People don't know what they are worth. People don't know what their value is or feel comfortable charging something more because they don't feel worthy to do it. Some people feel like a sellout. Some people feel like an imposter. You guys, the reason why this is so important to get down to this these roots is because of that very reason. If you don't know your worth and your value, or if you don't respect that in yourself, then nobody else will. But when you do and you demand it, people will pay it. So the lesson that I want to start out with, lesson one is going to be your relationship with money. Okay. Nothing makes us feel happier and more confident in our life than feeling like our finances are in order. Like, you know, hey, an emergency comes up. I got this. You know, uh, something detrimental happens, God forbid, to, to myself or my husband or, you know, there needs to be some type of long-term care that I'm not stressing out about it, that I'm not having to go and get a loan to pay for expenses. Nothing makes us more confident and happy. And, and that is why Dave Ramsey talks about living a stress-free, a stress-free debt-free life. Because what happens to couples, what happens to individuals, if something arises and we weren't financially prepped or planned for it, we stress out. Here comes all those stress factors that we talked about. But when something comes up and we got it, all right, cool, let's keep moving on. How about you? Are you one of the fortunate people who feel happy and confident about their finances? Or instead, do you feel yourself feeling anxious nervous, uh, insecure about your finances? And if so, let's figure out why. So I would ask you, my feelings about my finances are, and I want you to put this on a scale from one to 10, okay? One being like a not really good, 10 being like a wow, like I feel amazing, I feel happy, confident, joyful, calm, secure, chilled out. The other spectrum is sad, anxious, nervous, insecure, stressed out, ashamed, whatever the case may be. And I really want you guys to take this seriously. The way that I feel about my finances right now, this is your first lesson, okay? Write the letter N on each line below to show you your feelings about your finances now, okay? Right now. Um, now, I also want you for action number two is I want you to write the letter H, on each line to show how you hope to feel in six months from now if we can start to change your thinking behind money, okay? Um, if a lot, and, and what I mean is if a lot of those answers are negative, this is how I feel right now, but this is where I hope to, to be. If you're feeling secure and confident, this is where I feel right now and right now. Um, and maybe we're, we're going to scale up and, and we want to push ourselves even further. You guys, it really did become like a game for me when I told you that I never saw myself 
saving, that I never saw myself being that type of person that was going to have more in life or, or whatnot. And then when I took the first step, which was Dave Ramsey's plan, to save $1,000 and put it in an envelope for an emergency, I was like, this is going to take forever. I don't know how the heck I'm going to do this. And when I finally did it and I put, you know, $10 here, $20 here, $100 here and there, and I got to that 1000 I felt amazing. I felt so good. I can't explain to you why, but I just felt like, man, I accomplished something. I have it here now. I know that if something were to happen, I got this. We got this. And it became like a game. So then the next one was, okay, now let's start to pay down debt. I got my $1,000 in savings. Now I need to start to pay down my debt. So um, these lessons that I want to talk to you about right now, these six lessons are going to help you begin to move today from now to six months from now, from where you are now to where you hope that you're going to be. I want you to put today's date on that paper, okay? Put today's date on that paper of how you're feeling about money right now. And six months from today, I want you to put that date on there as well. And the purpose of the six lessons um, of changing your financial future is only to help you. It's only to help you, to see you get better, to put yourself and your family in a safer, better place altogether. All of these lessons are in turn going to work in your business as well. But we've got to start here. Number one, I want you to really begin today to hope for and work for a better financial future in your life. What does that look like to you? I want you to start to imagine it. I want you to start to think about where it is that you want to be. Step number two, if you have a family, if you have kids, if you have, you know, uh, a spouse, I want you to try to get them involved in this. My husband and my myself, I take care of a lot of the financial stuff. And um, there's sometimes we don't see eye to eye. I'm going to be honest with you. You know, he wants something. And I say, hey, we ain't got it. Like, you know, and it, maybe we do have it. But I just don't think that financially it's the smartest idea um, to, to do this at this particular time. But because he's not very involved in the finances or wants to know, and, it, and it, mind you, it's not because I don't want him to be. It's because he doesn't want to be. He likes the idea of me just handling it. Sometimes that's tiresome. Your spouse, your family, they should at least have a good grasp of what's going on financially. And with your kiddos, you can start teaching some of these principles to them now so that they don't fall into the same generational type of, um, I don't want, you know, I can call it a curse, but all curses, I believe, can be broken that same generational pattern that you learned. You've got to be the one to stop it right now. You've got to be the one to open up a conversation, but you also have to be the one to example it for them to trust it. So unite your family to change and to dream with you, to imagine what they want, where they want to go. They want to experience a vacation. Do they want to just take a little, you know, staycation? Do they want to go to the park and have a picnic? You guys, they don't have to be this huge. They can be. It's whatever's most comfortable for you, wherever it is that you want to start first and foremost. 
And I really want you to explore your personal dreams and see the potential in your future. Start to envision yourself in the hope, in the place that you want to be. I want you to start to envision what that looks like. How do you feel? Are you happy? Are you stress-free? What do you feel like? Think about it. I want you to enlarge your belief that you are worthy of a better financial future, that you deserve a better financial future, and that, in fact, God would say to you, I want you to have an abundant life in all aspects of life. It doesn't just have to be money, but I can tell you that having money helps with the stress, helps with the not fighting with the spouse, helps to say, hey, you know what? We're pretty stressed out right now. Let's take a vacay, and I'm not worried about how am I going to do that. Those are the benefits that money can play into your life. And if you don't see that as a benefit, you need to go back to my money mindset. Where am I at with money and why? Who taught me what? What did I hear? What did I see? I want you to accept your personal responsibility to cause a brighter financial future for not only yourself, but your family, your loved ones. I want you to be able to say, I'm going to take some responsibility in this. I'm going to take some responsibility in learning and doing something different in trying something new in challenging myself in this area. And I want you to think and act with power while working to bring out this better financial future. I want you to think and act with power. I want you to walk in authority and believe, throw your head back, put your, you know, your head up and your shoulders back and, and, and start to walk with confidence that you can have this. For the next 15 days, plan to invest in reading 30 minutes about money or about financial success, listening to a podcast about it, getting around somebody who knows more than you in this area, finding a mentor that can help you out, and feeling okay to be vulnerable with somebody to say, I need help, I want something different for myself, and for my family. I promise, I promise myself that I'm going to be successful. I promise myself that I'm going to try my hardest for this first challenge. I promise myself that I'm going to do the work from writing down right now how I feel about money because I need to understand more. So we're going to come back to that. This is going to be a little bit of a um, lesson one, lesson two, lesson three type deal. Because again, you guys, we really need to start to think about how we can reset our mind around money. Because until we rewire those thoughts, then we're going to continue to have the same old beliefs and we're going to still begin to, or not even begin, we're, we're going to continue to receive what we've always, always received. Nothing changes if nothing changes. Nothing changes 
if nothing changes. I'm going to pull up a couple of things here for you guys that I really want to share with you first and foremost as well. Um, I want to show you that there is a program called everydollar.com, which is absolutely free. Okay, this is a Dave Ramsey program, okay? It absolutely is a Dave Ramsey program, but hey, you guys, it's free. And all I'm asking you guys to do is to go in there, create you an account, and the very first thing that you want to do is you're going to need to start a budget, okay? You need to start a budget. This is an absolutely free uh, app, website, everydollar.com. You're going to start with a budgeting for free. And what you're going to do in here is you are going to list everything that you have as far as bills go, all of the debt that you've incurred, everything that you have. I want you to begin to upload it into this particular um, program. I want you guys to also know that they have a business segment for this as well. And that's going to be very, very, very important. Uh, let me log into here. Oh, well, you know what? I don't even know what my password is right now. It's been so long since I've actually even been in here because I kind of have my own deal. And plus, I'm pretty debt free, you guys. Um, go in there, use, uh, use your email and have a password and go start creating a budget for yourself. I really want you guys to go in there and start to create a budget for yourself. Um, and you have to start with your debt because we've got to start to work through what you need to pay down. Okay. And if you are not a Dave Ramsey fan, if you're like, he's to this, he's to that. Okay. Forget Dave Ramsey, take him out. Let's start with basics on budgeting and, 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 cash and money and how it works. And guess what, guys? You still got to create a budget. Guess what, guys? You still need to know what money you have coming in and what money you have going out and what is in between. You also need to understand and have a good idea of where am I spending my money that I could uh, possibly be saving? Am I am I spending money every single day at Starbucks? You know, $8 here, $6 there times 30 days. I mean, gosh, I don't know where the heck my, I should have my, uh, my uh, calculator right here, but heck, if you do the math on that, let's just go 10, 10 times 30 is $300. Okay. That's $10. Take away a little bit of that. You're, you could be spending 240, $250 on coffee every single month. When you're using that card, it don't seem like too much. Seems easy. Just here you go. Here's my card. Here's my card. But when you have an overall picture of, wow, this is how much I'm actually spending then it really starts to open up your eyes. And that's why you may need somebody to kind of help you in this area as well. Um, I want you to categorize and um, really try to think about also things. So not only do I want you to create a budget, okay, uh, but but first what we need to do, step one, is we need to write down all of our, our debt. Because we can't even really truly have a budget, you guys, if I'm just being honest, until we know exactly what we still have to pay first and how much money we have coming in. Because most of us are upside down or we're living paycheck to paycheck. So by the time that we get the check, it's gone. People are going to say, well, hey, I don't have any extra money. Well, then we need to look at other avenues to make extra money as well. Okay. But all of these things that I'm talking to you guys about are going to trickle into the business as well. As I was saying earlier, we just got off the segment of doing taxes and it really is an eye opener for me of how much money is going out in the business and how much my bottom dollar needs to be to be able to 
pay those bills and still pay myself. Why do most photographers fail at business? Hell, why do most people fail at business is because they're either not charging enough. They don't know what they're spending. They're, they're, they're going bankrupt because they're not charging enough. We've got to know our numbers, guys. We've got to figure out what our relationship with money is. And we've got to be honest and vulnerable about it. I want to also show you guys a couple of other things here. Talk to you guys at least about a couple of other things here uh, before we get going. No matter what it is that you feel right now about money, understand that there is a thought, good or bad, whether you think right now that money is evil, whether you think that it is amazing and you love it, whether you really don't have a, you know, it's not that I love it or I hate it, but I need it. Whatever those things are, you have to understand that money is not going anywhere and is a way of life. Money is energy, okay? And what you put behind that energy is how it's going to work for you good or bad. It all starts with you. And even though money um, is a significant portion of your life and how you're going to need to look at the overall picture of how you spend and how you save and where you give, it's not something that, it's something that I want you to take very seriously. It's not something that you just brush aside. We need to learn how to manage our money. And if you are a believer, it is biblical for you to be good with money and know how to handle it and how to invest it. If you go back to a Proverbs type of woman, you're going to see that she made money. That woman made money and guess what? She invested it right back in to a vineyard that was going to make her more money. She was smart. She was financially wise. But some of you think that money is evil. Mm. What you do with your money might be evil, but that's between you and your money and God. What I do with my money is none of your business. And you can have whatever kind of opinion you want. But God knows me. He knows about my money and what I do with it. And I believe that, again that he rewards people like he did and says he did inside of the word. When he gave one man a coin and said, here's what I want you to do with it. He gave another man some coins and said, here's what I want you to do with it. And then he went away and saw what each individual did. That's a really, really good story. Money's a tool, guys. And know that God owns everything. At least that's the way that I believe it. The star, the moon, the sun, the sky, everything is owned by God, first and foremost. And it's a tool. You need to know that you can also give and receive. And I'm not saying that's the reason why you need to give. But that needs to be a very high principle on your list. Because we should be tithing in some way or another. It needs to be a high, high priority on your list to give. 
that's also going to show God, hey, look, I'm not too attached to this. I'm not clinging to this too much. And I said this in one of the podcasts a while ago. If we understood that some of us grasp our money so tight because we're either stingy, greedy, or we are just relying on it that much, that in itself, my hands are closed. They're clenched. Which means that it's not out so that I can receive more. I'm grasping what I have, and that's that. Mm. We want to be mindful of debt, manage our finances. We need to, you know, figure out if if we have the mentality of more money, more problems. That song was all wrong, you guys. The song was maybe it was more money, more problems for them. But what if your money could be a blessing to many? What is money? What is money? In short, money is a, is, is a medium of exchange. But it's currency. And again, currency is energy. And the energy is what we put out. That's it. Plain and simple. This could be $100 right here. Because I said it was. Because that's what, that's what we've done, right? We've made a piece of paper and said this has value. What are my thoughts? What are my thoughts behind this? All it is is a piece of paper. How much energy am I giving it? I want you to start to think about those things. So this is going to be part one. Part two, what we're really going to do is we're going to deep dive in. I've asked you guys to write down what your feelings are about your finances right now and to put them on a piece of paper and figure out on this side or on this side. And if they're on this side, the negative side, I want you to also start to think about... uh, what you hope it to be. And even if it's already on the hope it to be because I'm doing good and financially I feel good, where do you want to be even further? This is where I hope to be in the next year. This is for everybody. This is for everybody. How are we going to change the game? So that's what I want you to do. I want you to unite your family with it. And I really want you to start to think about some of the thoughts that you have had around money and be honest with yourself. You ain't got to be honest with me, but be honest with yourself. Because if you're going to change anything, it's got to start by being aware. You've got to start being aware of these thoughts. And when we're aware of those thoughts is when we can start to change them. When we can start to challenge ourselves. Okay, where did I hear that from? What makes me believe that I can't have more? What makes me believe that I'll never have more? What makes me believe that I'm not worthy to have these things? What did I see growing up in my life? Did I see paycheck to paycheck? Did I see abundance? Did I see wealth and investing? Did I see um, belligerent spending? What did I see? What was I told? Write these things down so that you can start to really begin to analyze these thoughts. And I'm going to start to talk to you on the next segment of how we can begin to reset those thoughts around money. And it is going to be challenging because you're, you're going to have to do some work. You guys, in all of this, we got to do work. In all of these things, we have to do work if we want to change our financial future. Man, I have to do so much work in my dang business that that admin stuff is crazy sometimes. But all of this stuff is important. It's really important. I want to show you one more thing before I cut out here because I am getting right to the point of being over my time here. I want to show you guys what you guys can create on an Excel program, whether it's for your business. If you don't want to use the everydollar.com, 
uh, or you don't want to use a website or, or whatever, you can actually go to Excel if you're any good with Excel. And, and I'm, I'm just going to be honest with you, I am not, but I had this made for me. And now I carry this over from year to year. And this is for my business. And we will get into this whole segment of this particular thing of knowing my operational expenses and having everything written down here that I spend within my business. It's a lot. Okay. It's a lot. There's office expenses for the comfort of the office, and there's operational expenses as well. I have this listed out from basically January to um, December, you can see right here, and the actual totals, they are automatic right here. These totals that are in yellow on the bottom right here are automatic as well. Um, but I want you to list everything, not only in your personal side through that or this, through the everydollar.com or something like this, also on the business side, guys, we've got to start writing these things down if we want to have a good idea of where our business is and, and how much money we're actually making, okay? You know how to use uh, Excel. This is exactly how I would tell you to do it is, you know, name it, put all of the items on this side right here that you spend money on from your lights that you turn on in your office to your computer, your subscriptions, any marketing tools that you use, uh, any editing software, utilities, uh, equipment can be depreciated, furniture, um, professional fees that you have, supplies, beauty supplies, you know, we use those um, in, inside the studio, travel for education or, or whatever the case may be, um, stuff that you buy for your office, the stuff that you buy for your studio, no matter what it is, whatever business you run, you want to create this for sure, because after you figure out what your bottom dollar is, what you need to be making, that's going to start to tell you, this is how much I need to be charging. But until you know that you're throwing out numbers in the wind. And I did that for a long time. You guys just threw out numbers. I didn't know what the heck they meant, but it took me a long time to get to this place because I had to start to figure out why do I think that I'm not worthy of having enough in savings? Why do I think that I will never have enough money to retire? What are my spending habits that I feel ashamed of? Who told me what? It was really important to start there, and I want you to start there as well if you want to change your financial future. If you don't, then this is not the podcast for you, and you need to move on to something else. Um, if you do and you want to stay here, um, stick with me because I got some good stuff in store for you. I hope that you guys uh, will stick with me. That's my desire is that you guys will stick with me and really begin to learn um, a little bit more about money and how it plays out in your life and um, your relationship and your business for sure. You guys, until next time, this was part one and I cannot wait to see you guys again.